All right, I'm just going to start at the beginning. In Genesis chapter 12, it says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, from thy father's house, into a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. And I'll stop at that point. Let's pray. Again, Father, we just ask for your hand on us here this morning, where we ask for guidance for me um, as I'm speaking, that you would just give me the wisdom that I need to say what is needed this morning, where we ask for your hand on each one listening, that you would just prepare their hearts, um, help them to hear what they need to hear from you today, Lord, um, despite or regardless of what comes out of my mouth, Lord. We just ask for you to speak to our hearts today, Lord. And so we just we commit the time to you, ask that it would be to your glory in Christ's name. Amen. This, this is the title of our next song. Um, and this is a pure example of exactly what I'm about to say. Because I, my, it's my wife that picked the songs. But we didn't talk about what my topic is. And yet that is exactly, if I was to make a title for this message, this is what the title would be. And Kathy has said it many times, where we don't necessarily speak of what I'm going to be preaching on, and yet the final song that we sing after this message speaks exactly to what I've preached that Sunday. How does that happen? This is, I'm, I'm just going to begin, that beginning verse says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram. The Lord had said unto Abram. I'm going to share three short stories of just our life recently. Um, in the couple of weeks Prior to the Bible Camp opening, um, most of you know that we used to be the directors of Round Lake Bible Camp. We still live half a kilometer from the camp. And so the camp ministry is, is pretty dear to us. And so as the new directors have been there preparing to open camp, we have spent a bit of time over there helping get the place ready for that purpose. Um, but not constantly and not every day. So one evening, after a busy day, um, my wife was working, 
am so tired most days and not really that ambitious to, to go and do things over there. But at the end of her work day and after we had eaten our supper, Jen says to me, let's go over to the Bible camp. Okay. And so the whole half a kilometer away, we jump in the car and we head over. <laughs> and we get there and nobody's around. The place is empty. And we, we don't know where anybody is or what's going on. So anyway, we just, we're just there and there's a storm on the horizon coming in. And we just love to stand at the edge of the lake and watch the storm come in. And so here we are, we go over to the shore of the lake and we're standing there watching the storm. And Jen looks out across the lake and says, oh, there's a canoe out there on the far shore of the lake. And I look across and, yep, there he is. And I recognize the canoe, even from the other side of the lake. That's Brian's canoe, the new director. So Brian is out there by himself in a canoe. He's gone fishing. But now the storm is coming in and the waves are kicking up on the lake. And we're watching him going across the shoreline at a fairly fast pace. Like, this is faster than what he can paddle. And, oh, he's not going the direction he's intending anymore. I can just tell things have gone wrong. If you know mine and Jen's background, we're canoe instructors. We've been teaching and guiding canoeing our entire adult life. This storm is, I hate to say it, fun <laughs> for us. So the two of us jump in a canoe and paddle across the lake. And by the time we got to where Brian was, he had lost his paddle and he's holding on to a branch on the far shore, fairly panicked as to what in the world he is about to do. And here we are, just we show up. And so I jump into his canoe, send him into Jen's canoe, and off we go across the lake. Why were we at the camp that night? I, I, all I can say is, now the Lord had said, go to camp. We didn't know. But here we are, just randomly showed up at his point of need. Um, just this Thursday, after Bible study, second story. So we're here Thursday evening at Bible study, and we have a tendency to stay and talk after. Um, people were leaving, and um, Jen and I and John were here chatting for a while. And when we finally left, so John pulls out, we pull out, we pull up to the, to the road out here, and we 100% always go either straight or to the right. Straight takes us up cronk. It annoys my wife to no end that I do it on a regular basis, but, but I do go that straight route quite frequently. But normally we would just turn right and stay on the paved highway. I turned left. And my wife didn't complain. She didn't say a word. She just tilted her seat back. <laughs> and she's there for the ride. And we go, and I turn up Connolly Road, and 
heading sort of towards home. And there's a truck in front of us hauling a trailer and we're bouncing up the road. And as they, that truck comes to a stop up ahead, like, oh, that's David and Nicole. Because I, we had borrowed a cement mixer from her grandpa and I picked it up from where they stopped. So I recognized where we were. And Jen's like, where are we? <laughs> she didn't even know what road we were on, never mind. How do you know that this is who's in front of us and, and where we are, whose hosts we're at? So anyway, they were returning the cement mixer that I had dropped off at their place. And so we just pulled up and eventually figured out how to roll our window down. I was like, do you need a hand? I was like, yeah, that would be great. So we just pulled in and helped unload the cement mixer and a couple other things that, that they had to return to her grandpa's place. I never turn left. I had no intention of going to help do this. But all I can say is, now the Lord had said, go left. And I went left. And showed up where there was a point of need. On story number three. <laughs> Friday. We're at our property. We're trying to build a house. And Jen and I were there, and we spent, I don't know, quite a few hours working, and it was hot, we were tired. And I like our property, and when I'm done with my work for the day, I will go and sit in the camper and just enjoy the quiet. Jen's like, can we go home now? <laughs> Fine, let's go home now. So we get in the truck, and off we go. And get around the, onto the highway and just down the, around the corner. And there's a car parked on the side with the four ways flashing. And we pull up and it's Ruth Zavitz, one of the, she would have been the staff at camp that week, with a flat tire. So, now, it's interesting to me, and, and I thought about this, like, the next day, I'm still thinking about this, like, why us? Why did... She had already texted the camp. Colin and Carly were coming by. They ended up stopping. Brian did come out from the camp. It's not like I was the only person available to help. <laughs> but you know, the look of relief on Ruth's face when she saw me and Jen was priceless. It just like she was panicked. And here we are five minutes or more before anybody else showed up to give her that relief that she had someone to help. Um, and I don't know, in my head, as a mechanic, so her front tire was flat. And so I took the spare and I put it on the back and I took her back tire and put it on the front because this small donut is not as reliable as the regular tires, and I don't like putting that on the front. I'm thinking, you know what? Nobody else probably would have thought about doing that. They would have probably just put the spare on the flat, where the flat was, and send her on her way. She had a long ways to go. They live in Lappy. So I assume she made it. I haven't heard. <laughs> but I just thought about, like, I wouldn't have left our place at that moment. And yet my wife, again, it's like, 
I want to go home now. And so we get in and we go now. And we show up at somebody's point of need. And again, all I can say is now the Lord had said, go. Now, this is a hard topic. Especially for someone as a Baptist. This is an easy topic for a charismatic, right? (laughs) Oh, God spoke and... God told me, you know, if you come up to me and tell me, God told me such and such and such and such, I'm going to stare at you rather blankly. And I won't respond very much because I have a lot of doubt as to the legitimacy of God told me such and such and such and such. There is not one of these circumstances that I described where at the time we would have said, God told me we need to leave now. God told me we need to go to the Bible count. God told, like, we didn't have that in our mind at that moment. I I wasn't sitting out here saying, God told me to turn left, and so I'm going to turn. That was not what happened. It's just something happened in my heart that said, go left. I had no idea what that was other than I'm just inclined to do weird things sometimes and off we go. And so it's a, that's a, to me, this is a hard topic because I believe 100% God speaks to us. I believe 100% that God caused us to be in each one of those three places exactly at the moment when we were at those three places. God spoke. Absolutely, God spoke. Did I know it was God speaking? Not until afterwards. (laughs) I wonder, we read this story of Abraham, and it says, the Lord had said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Was Abraham like me? <laughs> Just ready to, to follow a whim? Like how clear was this message from God? We, don't we, when we read this, don't we think like Abraham's sitting there and hears a voice from heaven and he's clear like, Clear as can be, this is God speaking and telling me that I must go and do this. That's how we think. But that's not really what's described. It just says the Lord said unto Abram. Well, how did he say that? How clear was that message? And was it clear that that was from God? I don't know. I think there's times where it's absolutely clear that the message is from God. And there's times where we need to know in our heart that it is God that spoke and told me to do the thing that I'm doing. These things I described are trivial, aren't they? Like, we just showed up somewhere and, hey, we got to help somebody with some situation. Um, those, are, those aren't major things. Those weren't life-changing events, right? Like, Brian... 
wasn't drowning. He was in a, a bit of a, a pickle over there, but he would have figured something out and eventually gotten back home safely. Ruth's tire would have got changed. David and Nicole would have figured a way to unload that trailer at her grandpa's place. Like, none of these things were life-altering things where we saved someone's life and, or, or altered the course of eternity here. Like, these are just simple little trivial things that we, we did what we were supposed to do at that moment. There are times, and I, I'm looking at, I could tell the story of us leaving the job as a mechanic to come to be a Bible camp director. But maybe I'll, instead of adult, I don't like it being about me. <laughs> That's not the point of this. I'm not a prime example here. I just, I can speak to my own experiences. That's all. But if I point to the next guy, to Brian and Suzanne, they're coming from southern Ontario. They live in this small town down around Niagara somewhere. And someone talked to them about this small mission organization that has this Bible camp up in northern Ontario. And I'm not, I'm not, if you've ever been around southern Ontario people and you say Thunder Bay, they think North Bay. And they think North Bay is way up north. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 you missed that. <laughs> Go another 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> keep going so yeah this is like I, I don't know what their experience was like in that one but if they knew how far they were actually getting called to but they, they get this call of somebody's talking about this stuff and now they're looking for directors for this bible camp and something in their heart says God wants us there I feel like God is moving me to go and do that thing. That's different, isn't it? This is, this is a, a life-changing event where God has put something in their heart where they know God is speaking. God is calling me out from where I am, from my place of comfort and security, and I'm going to go to this far-off land. <laughs> Well, to them it is, right? Like, this is a big deal. He's got a business. He, he's, he's a painter, and he runs his, his own business in his community. He's a busy guy. They're involved in their church, in their church ministry. Uh, Suzanne was in charge of the, the youth ministry in their church, which is a, a little bit bigger than our church. I think they had 200 kids in their church. Um, they're involved. Like, they're in their community, they're in their church, and they're, they got life, and they've got, I can't remember how many kids. They've got a bunch of kids. Nine. Nine? Seven? Anyway, they got a bunch of them. There's a, they've been blessed with kids. <laughs> their, their quiver is full. Um, to do this, to follow this direction and make this choice to walk away from all those things to come up here to go into a ministry that 
that really can't pay them what they need or what they're accustomed to, to living off of. Um, there's a, a major step of faith going on to do that. But they get to a point, and I don't, I don't know if you've, I'm not going to turn to this story, but you know the story of Gideon where God tells him, I want you to lead the army. And he's like, uh, prove it. <laughs> I need a sign. And he puts out the fleece and says, well, if, if the dew is, I can't remember which order it goes, but if the dew is only on the fleece and not on the ground, then I'll know it's you, you talking God. And it, it happens. Like he rings out the fleece full of water and everything else is dry as can be around him that morning. He's like, let me the other way. <laughs> I, need, I need more proof than that. Let it go the other way. Let the, let the ground be soaked, but the fleece be dry. And, and God does it. I know in my life, when I'm being called by God to change course in life, to, to shut down my business as a mechanic, and to go into ministry. Man, I want to be sure that God is the one calling me into ministry, and this isn't just some whim of something that I got in my head to, to go and do. I can imagine what Brian and Suzanne have been going through in these past few months especially as they're applying and going through this process of, of getting accepted for this position to lead this camp, they, they've got to be putting out a fleece, right? They've got to be looking for some assurance from God that the thing that I believe God has said to me to do is in fact God speaking to me of what he wants me to do. And this is where I I want to focus our thoughts on that point. When you think that God has spoken to you, you believe that God has given some message to your heart that God wants you to do this or that or something else. You need to be sure that it is God that's speaking to you. Um, there's a lot of people like to feel close to God, like to, there's a spirituality thing that goes on in people. And within Christianity, we like to hear from God. And there's a tendency to proclaim that I've heard from God, that God told me this or that or, or whatever. But how do we know that that was God? How do you determine that this isn't just my own imagination? There was, I'll give an example of that one. I wanted to be in ministry at one, well, I, I still want to be in ministry. But when I wasn't in ministry, I had a desire for years. Somewhere in my heart, I knew God was calling me to go into ministry. But I had that desire to go into ministry. 
And I didn't know what that was going to look like. I assumed it would be pastoring a church, but I, I wasn't prepared for that. And I got asked at one point to preach at the church in Dorian. Um, and so I did, and I, I loved it, and they tolerated me. I, I'm sure I was a terrible preacher. At the, I'm sure I still am, but that's... You know, your first time doing something is not your best, typically. <laughs> this was my first time preaching to a, to a church. And they, they let me keep coming back and coming back. And they were looking for a pastor. And at some point, I applied to be the pastor of the church. Um, at that time, um, let me just... so. On my, beside my bed on the wall was some prayer items that I'd been praying for. And we just, I just would write it on a thing and stick it on the wall and just remembering to, to pray for these things. And, and one of those, it was just a photograph of the front of that church. And so that was my reminder. And I dreamed one night that I was a pastor of that church. I was sure that God had spoke to me in a dream and told me that I was going to become the pastor of that church. I have never been the pastor of that church, and I don't expect I will ever be the pastor of that church. That was not God speaking to me. That was me exhibiting the desire of my heart, the things that I wanted, the things that I thought God should be doing, and I created in my imagination a dream that fulfilled that. How do I know the difference between this is me and my desires and my imaginations and the things that are going on inside my own head versus what God has placed there? I'll tell you, that's hard. I'm glad. I don't, I, I believe I'm telling the truth here. <laughs> I'm glad I never said to anybody that God told me I was going to be the pastor of that church. I'm, I don't believe I ever did that. Maybe my wife, but, but I never said it out loud to anybody. Because there's... I, even at that point where I, I was quite convinced that I was hearing from God and that it was God telling me this, I think I still had enough sense to recognize that there was potential for this to be just me manifesting this thing in my own mind. So how do I know? Well, I know now because it didn't happen. <laughs> I know that that wasn't God speaking because it didn't happen. I, I should... I should have come up with a bunch of verses for this. There, there, there is scripture to back up the things that I'm saying. The scripture that talks about if a prophet speaks and the prophecy doesn't come true, you know that that person wasn't a true prophet. When these things happen in us and we think we're speaking what God has spoke to us, but the thing doesn't get fulfilled, 
That wasn't God speaking to us. That was us working these things in our head and creating a conversation between us and God that, that didn't actually happen. It was just me. So we need to hold on to these things. It doesn't mean that we should never say out loud that I think God is, right? Like God is speaking to me this or that. We would never go anywhere. You know, if Ryan and Suzanne never spoke out loud that I think God's calling me to the, the Bible camp ministry, well, they would have never ended up there because they would never would have followed through. So at some point, we have to start acting on it and see what does God do with this? It's like I applied as the pastor, <laughs> right? Like I, I made the moves. I did my part to follow through with what I thought God was directing and I allowed God to fill in the gaps and make the final decision as to whether or not that was really what his direction was. All of those things, all those events in my life brought us to the Bible camp here, not in Dorian. And it brought me to this church, not the one in Dorian. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. I believe I'm exactly where God wants me. But not by my own. <laughs> it's like, I just had to let God take the wheel and give me the direction because my own direction was faulty. What I thought God was doing wasn't what God was doing. I, I can go further there. We were, Dorian was also without a, a director at that time. And we applied as the directors for, the, for Dorian Bible Camp. And Jen and I, at that moment, looked at our life. We'd been teaching canoeing. We had been running kids' camps. We did youth at risk programs. Um, we did, like, we did all this maintenance on our houses, renovating houses and different things. We did everything that you could imagine that would need to be a skill to run a Bible camp. And we looked at that and we said, this, and we're looking at Dorian Bible Camp, said this is what God has prepared us for our entire lives. We knew that this is what God called us to. That wasn't what God called us to. When my pastor at the time said to me, when that kind of fell apart, he's like, well, what about Round Lake? They're looking for directors. I'm like, no, I don't feel like God's calling us there. I can assure you that I am a complete idiot when it comes to listening to God's voice. It is not clear to me 99.9% .9 of the time. It takes a bit of a, a shovel to whack me upside the head to, to tell me, yes, this is God speaking, and this is what I want you to do. And so it took some convincing from God. It took multiple people pushing me to go that direction before we finally got convinced that yes, this is God speaking, that this is where God wants me. And we can't believe that we only, we, we worked there for five years. We only ran three years of camp. We thought that was a lifetime place for us. I know now that that was to bring me here. It was, a, we, God used us in that ministry for the time that we were there. And 
No question about that. That's where we were supposed to be at the time. But it was also what was used to put us where we are today. And I thought I could do both of these things at once. There is no way I could do both of these things at once. There's just not enough hours in the day to, to do both ministries. There was at the time, there was only 12 people here when we started off. <laughs> but there's a little bit more demand here now than there was then. And that's a good thing. But I wasn't clear on God's direction at the time. It took some listening and some convincing that, yes, this is God speaking to me. I had to verify that. And part of that verification is going through scripture and seeing, does the direction that I feel like God is pointing me align with what scripture tells me I ought to be doing, just in a general sense? And if you're going into some kind of ministry that fits us, scripture, well, good, that's, that's probably a good starting point. Um, there's, there's some things, I had, there was a, a couple that claimed to be Christians, claimed to be very spiritual, but they were very big on the God said to me thing. And they were very confident in the God said to me thing. And, and I once said like, well, God won't tell you to do something that's contrary to his word. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, he will, was, my re- was the response back to me. I'm like, then that isn't God. The Bible says to try the spirits. Like, he commends the Berean church when com- some guy comes and preaching about this Jesus guy. They're like, I don't know. Let me, let me look into that and see if this is really... And they looked into the scriptures that they had and they verified that, okay, yeah, everything you said matches what the scriptures say. We'll, we'll keep listening. We need to have that attitude when it comes to God speaking to us that I'm willing to 100% follow But we need to be looking for some kind of confirmation, both scripturally and spiritually. Like, you got to be in prayer that God, you've got to put up a door, close a door in my face if this isn't the direction you want me to go. God did that for us many times. I had, more recently, a, a different direction that I was thinking of going And God closed that door for me and used that circumstance to verify something else that he was doing in our life. But I didn't know what God was saying initially. I had to let the thing play out. I followed the direction that I had and that I understood. And I allowed God to close the door. I didn't try to shove my way through. And that's kind of what we need to, to do. Um, we started this morning with Psalm 63, the early will I seek thee. Are you in the Bible? Are you reading? Uh, I don't remember which preacher, popular preacher once said, if you want to hear from God, 
Open your Bible and start reading. If you want to hear God's voice audibly, read it out loud. This is God's revelation to us. You want to know what God has to say? That's where we need to turn primarily. Does God speak to us as individuals and give us direction in our lives? Absolutely, he does. You see it in Abram in this verse. And I can point to countless examples, and I've given you many of them this morning, that God gave us direction and we listened. But it wasn't until the fulfillment of that thing that we could recognize that that was God giving that direction. So just a word of caution, maybe, in that when you think God is speaking, I'm not saying he's not. I'm saying we need to verify that. Go to scripture. Go and look for confirmation spiritually that this is what God is actually saying in your life that you need to do. Right? Look that he's actually making that happen. We don't have to work on God's behalf to fulfill these things. God will put the things in place if this is what he has for us. And I'll close with that. Let's pray. Lord, your word is you speaking to us and we recognize that for what it is and we thank you for it. Um, help us, Lord, to turn to it more for the answers that, to the questions that we have in life that you would speak to us as we read your word, Lord. Um, I know that you also point us directions that we ought to go in life. You, you do speak to us and direct us day by day and we need to be quiet and listen for that as well, Lord, being willing to follow your direction. Help us to do that, we pray, Lord. Um, help us to be listening for your voice. We pray in Christ's name, we pray. Amen.